going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner. Hope you are doing well. Hope 2021 is going well for you in this, again, first official week of the year. Shout out to everybody who is joining us, uh, wherever you're joining us from. If you follow us on social media, thank you. At the Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Really appreciate it. Shout out to everybody who is already subscribed to our podcast. Uh, That is amazing. If you're not subscribed already, go ahead and click the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us right now. All right. So there's a lot to jump into. First of all, I hope you enjoyed our uh, kickoff to our recap of 2020 yesterday. And of course, uh, we had some current news for you Monday. So today we want to talk a little bit about Monday Night Raw, uh, night two of Wrestle Kingdom and uh, some of the fallout coming from that in New Japan. And we've got some previews for you as well. Let's kick it off with Monday Night Raw, the first Monday Night Raw of 2021. It was Legends Night, and uh, there were a number of appearances from uh, WWE Legends, ranging from Hulk Hogan to Ric Flair. We saw Sergeant Slaughter, Mickey James, uh, Mark Henry, and a number of other uh, superstars and legends and the like. Uh, Really kind of the big news coming out of Monday Night Raw, big title defense between uh, the champion Drew McIntyre and the number one contender Keith Lee. McIntyre wins, uh, which was was a great match and I think a, a fantastic raw main event to kick off 2021 but no sooner than he gets the pinfall then we hear music and it's not the music of any of the legends who were sitting on the stage watching the match instead it was the music of a legend we had not seen all night the legend of Goldberg Bill Goldberg back in a WWE ring And he came back to challenge Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. So let's talk about a couple of things connected to this. For one, of course, this Goldberg thing has all of social media ablaze. And you guys had quite a bit to say about it across our social media channels as well. As uh, let's just say it wasn't exactly the most well-received. So between what you guys had to say on our social media conversations on Clubhouse and the like, uh, it's pretty simple to say that it's not a universally loved idea to have Goldberg back. Man, and I mean, there were a lot of comments. At Apostle Blair said, this one just doesn't interest me, to Nathaniel Blackwood, who says, nah, he should have just stayed in the back. And it was a general consensus of everybody on our social media space that this is not a good move. Even had some clubhouse conversations talking about whether or not this was a good move. Here's the thing, though. Like it or lump it. On YouTube, there were about 1.6 million views of what happened with Goldberg. And so while we can make a couple of arguments that, you know, Goldberg isn't going to sell any additional seats for the Royal Rumble because there are no seats on sale. Uh, He's certainly not moving the needle in terms of the WWE Network, where most will view the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. What WWE does care about is not just dollars and cents, because that's important. They care about social media impressions. And one of the things that happens quite a bit is whenever Goldberg does something, there's always a great social media response. Like it or love it. They don't care whether you uh, click the like button or you put a comment. As long as there's a response, that's what they care about. 
So a lot of us are concerned. What does it mean for Goldberg to be back in the WWE title picture? Will he actually end the reign of Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble? Well, if there is something good about this, and I know we as wrestling fans tend to not always point out the good, but I do want to point out the potential good. The potential good is we're not exactly sure what's going to happen. And that's what's going to make you watch, right? I mean, let's think about it. The last time Goldberg was in a ring involving a title, he actually lost when he was defending the title against Braun Strowman. Of course, that match originally was supposed to be Roman Reigns. We can go back to the previous WrestleMania where he defended same said universal title against Brock Lesnar. And he lost that match. So he loses titles once he's won them. But the question is, will he win it? That's the question. And there are arguments that could be made for both sides, right? There are those who will feel that perhaps Goldberg will win to set up something for WrestleMania. After all, that's what Goldberg has done the last couple of years, set up for WrestleMania. Um, So that's one option. Another potential option is perhaps Goldberg does not win, and this solidifies the championship run of Drew McIntyre. It's clear that WWE has believed in Drew McIntyre for the last year, as he has been uh, really on this amazing trajectory since Royal Rumble last year, winning the title at WrestleMania, losing it shortly after SummerSlam-ish or so, but then winning it back shortly thereafter. So most of the year has been spent with Drew McIntyre as WWE champion. Is it enough for 2021? I don't know. He got a big win over Keith Lee. Uh, This certainly does upset the apple cart potentially for the Royal Rumble. So I want to get your thoughts. What are your predictions for the winners of the Royal Rumble this year? Um, And what do you think is going to happen with this title match? Goldberg, Drew McIntyre, right? Lots of crazy options across the pond or, well, I guess it's across the pond in Japan. Of course, Wrestle Kingdom uh, 15 has taken place nights one and night two earlier today was New Year's Dash. Going to kind of give you the high level of it, which is this. We have a new IWGP junior heavyweight champion. That is Hiromu Takahashi. Now, what a path to the title that he had. Of course, he battled El Phantasmo on night one. Hiromu Takahashi won the best of the Super Junior Tournament. Meanwhile, El Phantasmo won the Super J Cup. The battle between these two junior heavyweights was a significant moment for a number of reasons because on night one, it was considered a semi-final match. Now, the semi-final match uh, in New Japan is basically the match before the final or the match before the main event. Having the uh, junior heavyweight championship profiled in such a big way is a huge deal and they did not disappoint so Takahashi wins that match on night one qualifies to battle Taiji Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on night two and wins that so he's one of the big winners coming out of Wrestle Kingdom of course the other one being Kota Ibushi Kota Ibushi defeating Tetsuya Naito on night one to win the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships and then on on night two successfully defends against Jay White. An absolutely huge move. Two incredible matches, which both went uh, over 35 to 40 minutes. Crazy, crazy matches. Hard-hitting matches and the like. And so, yeah, pretty amazing stuff. Now, coming out of that, one of the big pieces of news going into New Year's Dash is that Jay White is quitting, or so he says. He says he's going to quit the business. 
He was not successful at the Tokyo Dome uh, during night two of Wrestle Kingdom, battered and bruised, feeling dejected, and now he's saying he'll quit. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or if he's heading to another promotion. Um, Only time will tell. We do know that Wrestle Kingdom uh, is basically the WrestleMania of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and a lot of things happen after that. It's not long after uh, a Wrestle Kingdom where AJ Styles has his last appearance uh, at a New Year's Dash and three weeks later shows up at the Royal Rumble. It's not long after a Wrestle Kingdom and a New Year's Dash that Kenny Omega uh, leaves New Japan and appears in AEW. So there are all sorts of potential options here for Jay White. He could really be quitting the business or he could be making his way to AEW to Impact Wrestling, to Ring of Honor, or he could be going home. I don't know. Time will tell, and uh, we'll certainly keep you posted on that. 2021 is off to a huge start in the world of pro wrestling. Of course, we had SmackDown on New Year's Eve, Legends Night for Monday Night Raw. We've had three huge nights from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tonight's going to be massive coming from both NXT and AEW. Both shows will be live uh, with their New Year's presentations. AEW will be bringing you night one of its New Year's Smash. And uh, that card looks like it's going to be pretty crazy. It's going to be headlined by the AEW World Title Match between Kenny Omega battling Ray Phoenix. Other matches include a Women's World Title Match with Hikaru Shida taking on Abaddon. Cody Rhodes battles Matt Seidel. Jake Hager takes on Wardlow. The Young Bucks and SCU battle the Acclaimed and TH2. Plus, Snoop Dogg is supposed to be in the house. John Moxley returns. Chris Jericho on commentary and a weigh-in between Darby Allen and Brian Cage for the TNT Championship, which that match takes place for New Year's Smash Night 2 next week. On the NXT side of things, it's NXT's New Year's Evil, and it's going to be a massive card for New Year's Evil, headlined by Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly 2. They're battling for the NXT Championship. That is a rematch from TakeOver 31, which was voted the match of the year uh, in NXT. We'll also see Damian Priest take on Karrion Cross. Rhea Ripley battles Raquel Gonzalez in a last woman standing match. Grand Metalik battles Santos Escobar for the NXT Cruiserweight title. And we'll see the return of Boa and Zia Lee. Needless to say, tonight is going to be a great night for pro wrestling, so uh, I don't know which you'll be watching live. I hope you'll choose to watch both shows, uh, regardless of which one you choose to watch live or taped. It's going to be a great night of pro wrestling, and here's the beautiful part. The beautiful part is we're off to a great year in the sport. Um, I will say this again, watching what New Japan has done, and I know a lot of you may say you're really high on New Japan. One of the reasons that I am is they figure figured out how to get fans back in the arena. One of the things that 2020 taught us is just how important a visible fan base is. Yes, we've seen creativity from both WWE and AEW. AEW has been able to, to their credit, welcome a limited amount of fans back, which there is a lot to be said for that. And you can tell the difference in energy between, say, an AEW Dark, where there are no fans, versus the energy of having fans 
at a live show for AEW. And what's so amazing about it is they're still at about 15% capacity in terms of the fans that they're allowing back. But because it is in an amphitheater and there is real crowd noise, it makes all the difference in the world. I think we saw as fans how much what we do in our chanting matters uh, to the product that we're seeing. Wrestlers are not necessarily trained to do what they do in front of nobody. You know, it's all about getting a response, an organic response from the fans. And one thing I will say is, if you go back and look at AEW and go back and look at NXT, those shows have very heavily been fan driven. And when the fans aren't present, you can see that. You can feel that. It makes all the difference in the world. Got to shout out NXT because they too have had a limited amount of fans uh, in the Capital Wrestling Center. However, both NXT, Raw, and SmackDown uh, are having a lot of, you know, crowd noise, the assistance from the video walls, be it the Thunderdome or the Capital Wrestling Center, all of which are visually appealing and to the naked eye kind of take away the fact that, man, there aren't fans there. It looks a whole lot better than an empty arena. But we also know there's nothing like those organic chants that happen um, from a live crowd. So, of course, the big question is, when will fans be back? Well, we don't know. And now it's going to get even more interesting because think about the fact that, you know, it's weird not seeing tickets on sale for the Royal Rumble. It's weird not seeing the WrestleMania announcement and seeing tickets on sale and planning for that. All of that is weird. And so it's going to be interesting to see what additional protocols can be put in place for WWE and AEW fans to be able to make a larger returns again AEW on in terms of stateside are leading the pack and it's a great thing that they have access to of course uh Daly's place an amphitheater never ever hurts in terms of bringing together great sound uh when you have live fans in place so should be a great night of wrestling hope you guys are planning to watch tonight be it AEW or NXT We'll be looking forward to uh, sharing our recaps with those shows with you on Friday. Tomorrow, we've got something very, very special coming for you as we present our Throwback Thursday series here on The Faction. And uh, I've got a surprise. I won't even tell you what it's going to be to kick it off, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. So plan to tune in tomorrow with that. Certainly we want to hear your thoughts on today's show, so go ahead and hit us up via social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. Looking forward to hearing from you, and share what we're doing with a friend as well. Uh, you'll be surprised how many wrestling fans will gather life and energy from wrestling conversations. So we look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I lead my people, here we go.